Blog Talk Radio. I'm Raina Starr, and if you think I'm happy right now, you are sadly mistaken. Desperate House Witches is not a G, PG, or even an R-rated show, so bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk of any kind upsets you, talk about abortions upsets you, talk about uh, the patriarchy upsets you, talk about um, all kinds of things tonight, it's all going to be said, so. You have had your warning. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. And while you're at it, see if there are any of those wishing kits left on her site. So go to her social media page, Wicked Witch Studios on Facebook, and see if that link is there, and go get you some... Uh, very conveniently timed hexing boxes, wishing boxes. No, they're not really hexing. They're wishing. But, you know, you can do a lot with some wishes right now. Anyway, okay, so tonight's show was originally going to be just about Mystic South, the upcoming conference in Atlanta, Georgia, that we are so excited about. But, yeah, (laughs) yesterday threw a wrench in a lot of shit, and... um, we're going to get to to Mystic South first, and then, you know, we're going to go where we go. With me, my news partner and good friend, Star Bustamante. Hey, Star. Hey. I'd ask you how it's Hi. going, but I already know. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> so fortunately, we you guys have put in place enough fail-safe so that we're going to actually have Mystic South, and I'm I'm pretty glad about it if everybody does what they're supposed to do, or we all might be okay. Sorry, guys, I'm kind of on a downer right now. Wonder why. Oh, that's right. I'm not a full citizen anymore because I have, uh, (laughs) just saying. So anyway, (laughs) um, it's a star. Tell yes. us what's going on for Mystic South this year. It's very exciting. And and tell folks what the regulations will be because there will be certain rules that we have to follow. And I think folks might be interested in knowing what's happening for the Mystic South Conference this year. Well, so we have a number of things going on, as you might as you might guess. And for anyone who wants to look and see what the schedule actually is, you can go to www.mystic-south.com and you can see the entire schedule. It is online. Um, Yay! Yay! Yeah! Um, (laughs) So... um, 
this year our headliners are uh, David Salisbury and Thorne Mooney, who who are both American Yay. witches. And, and then our our keynote speaker for papers is Carla Elaine Johnson, um, who also writes under the name uh, Cleo Azana uh, for the Wild Hunt. Yay. You may you may if you read the Wild Hunt, you might you, you might recognize her name. Um, yes. And she she is she is a um, a scholar and uh, just a fantastic. Uh, resource, and we're very proud to have her as our keynote speaker for papers. And then we have um, our musical guest is Tawatha Dea. So Yay. those are our headliners. We've got like just a ton of workshops. Uh, I don't even I don't even know how many workshops we have. A lot. There's a lot. A um, lot. La- mm-hmm. At last check, I think we had like 85 presenters, maybe. Um, I'm I'm, you'll have to forgive me. It's been a really long week um, with a lot of really bad news. <laughs> if you're, if yeah. you live in the world, if you're on planet Earth and you live in the world and you're not a fundamental right-wing fundamentalist, it has been a really horrible, horrible week. Um, so, so we got a lot going on. Um, I, I think that this is our first year back after being off for two years, um, courtesy of the coronavirus. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, there will indeed be precaution, pandemic precautions will still be in place. Um, so if you don't like to wear a mask or you can't get vaccinated, don't want to get vaccinated, think it's all hooey, I will um, very kindly invite you to stay home um, because we will be requiring masks and we will be asking for proof of vaccination. Uh, If you are over 50 and have not received any boosters, I would strongly urge you to go and get your booster. Do it now so that you feel really great in uh, three weeks or so. and and your ass is still not dragging uh from from mm-hmm. getting a booster i uh, and if you're if you're over fifty and you've had one booster but not the second one, I would urge you to get that second one and if you're under fifty, go and get that booster shot um we want we want to keep everybody safe and we are doing everything yep. that is humanly possible and um, you know, there are some people that are going to be very unhappy with these the restrictions or what have you, and I really can't help that because my job, the the buck stops with me, and my job is to make sure that out of the hundreds of people that are going to come to Mystic South, um, we think we're probably looking at somewhere between three and 400 this year, so that's a lot of people. My job is to make yep. sure that everybody stays safe, nobody gets sick, and nobody is going to die. Um, so I'm doing I'm I'm doing everything that I can think of. The Mystic South Board is doing everything uh, that that we can think of uh, to do. There will be hand sanitizer. 
probably everywhere. Um, you know, yeah. the, we're going to try, and you know, I I think social distancing is going to be really difficult. Um, yeah. But we've tried to take everything into consideration that we possibly can, and I just want to uh, give a shout out to our board members who are uh, some of the hardest working people that you will ever meet. Uh, they all have other jobs, and uh, so they do this for basically no money. <laughs> they vol- so this is how this is how sneaky I am. I have sucked all of these people into <laughs> into donating their time, energy, goodwill, thoughts, uh, and ideas. Mystic South, and they do it because yep. they love it. Um, yep. So Ryan Dennison uh, heads up uh, papers. Heather Green is our boots on the ground in Georgia and is and uh, is our hotel and VIP liaison. Marla Robertson. Without Marla Robertson. Well, without any of them, Mystic South would not happen. But Marla Robertson has one of the toughest jobs around because she does all of the programming for the workshops, which, granted, we all have input on what we're going to accept and and, um, and bounce that schedule around between us. But Marla does some pretty heavy lifting, and uh, she's amazing. Her wife, Gypsy Teague, is our vendor coordinator, uh, yet another thankless job. Uh, and then our uh, mistress of all things, uh, internet-y and social media is Stacy Tassaros, who is just fantastic. I mean, everybody on this team is fantastic, and they dump a ton of energy and love into into everything they do. And um, we couldn't do it without – it takes every every one of us to to make Mystic South run as smoothly as it does, and I am endlessly um, I have an endless amount of gratitude for for all of them. Um, and if you're wondering what I do, I don't really do anything other than like go on uh, podcasts like this and blather about Mystic South and open the checkbook. Um, <laughs> that's that's what I do. I cause trouble. That's that's my job. I'm the I'm the uh, chief bottle washer and lightning bug herder. That's my that's my job title. Uh, Actually, the herding also, part is is what you're really good at. Well, cats are easy to herd. I did that today. We had 13 adoptions at uh, the shop that I work at because we had a black cat adoption event. So Yay. that was that that was very very exciting. We're always so happy when when we find homes for our pussy cats. Um, well so well done. Um, as far as let's see particulars on Mystic South, uh, let's just see. Well, first I want to clarify what Papers stands for and why we call it Papers yes. instead of by its full name which is Polytheist and Pagan Education Research Symposium. So that's what it stands for. 
this year Mystic South is going to be uh, runs July 15th through the 17th. However, mm-hmm. on the 14th, uh, we will have uh, there's a meet and greet uh, being hosted by Covenant of the Goddess from I think like mm-hmm. four to seven maybe. Uh, and early reg- early registration will be open, so if you're registered for the event, uh, you can come and pick up your badge, show us your little I've been vaccinated card, get your little badge, and uh, there won't be a schedule this year. So in the, in years past, there's been um, this whole paper booklet thing with the schedule in it. This year we have an exciting new a- app that is just all kinds of awesome. Uh, you can look at things yeah. by room. You can look at things by presenter. You can, uh, you can, you know, check off the things you want to go to, and I think it will give you reminders. Um, you can also um, register as an attendee in the app and see, and so other people that are there can see that you're there and they can, you know, find you or whatever or um so it's pretty it's pretty cool and that's really all I know about it because I try not to know a whole lot about these things uh mm-hmm. I I will say that paper uh programs were going to be a lot more costly this year and even though this app was not cheap uh it probably worked out to be about the about the same and so we're we're very we're very excited about that. I'm sure there will be people who will not be excited about it. I can't help you with that. Um, yeah. So what else do you want to know? Oh, I should tell you where it is for anybody who's not been. Yeah, that helps. We are we are back at the Crown Plaza uh, on the Atlanta perimeter. It's uh, it's at Ravinia, uh, which is the Ashwood. Ashford Dunwoody exit, and uh, yeah, it's a lovely hotel. It has wild. It has like walking trails out back that are just absolutely lovely. And yeah, uh, I mean, it's just it's a perfect hotel for a pagan. Um, it is not. It is not cheap. I will. I will not. I will not pretend that it is cheap. Um, but we try to make it as affordable as we possibly can. So what else you got? What else do you know about? Well, here's the thing. Since the last time, for folks who have attended Mystic South before, my understanding from looking at the pictures on the website is that the the hotel has had many upgrades and uh, some remodeling done, uh, which it's a really beautiful, beautiful hotel. It, It is so well done. Um, I haven't been there since the remodeling, but the rooms look lovely. They were always lovely anyway. Um, my understanding is that there may or may not be a pool available. I don't remember anymore because it's been so long, but um, it's a really I think it has nice, a pool. Nice, does it? Okay. Um, I think so, really yeah. It's a nice place. Not, not only is it a nice place, but where it is situated is like right across from a mall, but like you have to, it's like far enough across that you're not really going to see any mall traffic. These roads are quite wide. Um, 
but it's really near a lot of great restaurants. There's a lot of nice dining, having been there since the beginning as, as I was. Uh, we've, we've visited many restaurants, and Atlanta is a pretty cool city if you don't, you know, if you're not familiar. Um, I actually have friends who live there. It's, it's, Georgia's really nice. It'll be hot. It's called Hot Lanta for a reason, but um, I think it's, it's going to be lovely on the inside. And for people of a certain age, like myself, who are no longer able to sleep on the ground, <laughs> this is lovely. I mean, I like a bed. I'm sorry. My bitch witch ass needs a fucking bed, honey. I'm old. Things are creaking. That's it. No more ground. Um, Anyway, in addition to that, there are some security things happening at the hotel as well. So, you know, things have gotten interesting from a political standpoint. I I don't know how much – I mean, the conference is three weeks away, so I don't really think anything's going to happen. But uh, just folks who are interested to know if uh, the hotel will be – watching folks to make sure everything is copacetic. Uh, I think everybody is going to be on an especial uh, alert because of certain things happening in the world locally and otherwise. Um, So feel secure. You know, if you see something, say something, as you would have done anyway. Um, But, yeah, I think it's going to be a great time. Oh, and by the way, I'm doing the show live (laughs) from this out on that Friday the 15th. So please come and visit. I, I love to meet folks. So come on. The show is from from 5.30 to 7.30, not 7 to 9 like it usually was. Um, we I'm older now, and I need to go to sleep sooner. So <laughs> 530 to 7.30, uh, all of the presenters who care to come by and uh, get up and say a couple of words about what they're doing at the conference as far as their workshops or, you know, books or whatever, vendors, um, will be coming fairly, pretty quick, rapid succession, I must say, because there's already a lot of people signed up. So that'll be fun, and um, it'll be live, and that'll be great, and I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody. Okay, so... Well... Now that we've okay, got but I, what? I'm sorry. I, I just want to clarify that we don't have we don't have any reason to believe that there is going to be any kind of trouble at at Mystic South right. whatsoever. Um, exactly. But Correct. the the hotel does have a have you know a dedicated team for for issues. So yeah. So I don't want anybody to be worried. Nothing. You know, we don't have any. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. No issues. There's no, there's no alarm. Yeah, there's nothing going on. But, you know, I know some people get, you know, like myself, for example, when things go crazy in the government, I get a little nervous. Um, anyone who's listened to the show knows that about me anyway. Um, but, yeah, I mean, every, we're cool. Everything's cool. It's going to be a great time. Uh, that was just in case folks were wondering about it. You know, we have no re- as as Star said. There's no reason to believe anything is amiss. I, it's just my crazy head. But anyway, um, but now that we've gotten all the good stuff out of the way, <laughs> those are, those who know also know that Star and I do a show called the 415. 
and the 415 is our monthly news show. <laughs> so um, we couldn't let the week go by without talking about yesterday. <laughs> so yes. uh, it, it's been interesting. Fuck. <laughs> Which is why I'm nervous because of yesterday. Because I don't like the idea that women are losing rights and that all people in my family have something to worry about, no matter what they are, genders, non-genders, this, that, or the other thing. I mean, this is scaring me for, for my loved ones. I'll never need an abortion again. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny if I did, but... Uh, I mean, but this is terrifying for, for human beings, you know, unless you're a cis Christian male. I can't really think of anybody else who's safer right now. What would you like to say about this, Star? Oh, my. Well, <laughs> I'm honestly still kind of a little bit... Um, Chalky? I don't know if I can even, I mean, I knew that this was coming, so I don't know that I can really say that I'm in any way shocked by it. I think more, you know, resigned to the devastation that this is going to cause. One of the things that I said to a friend actually a couple of friends, was that ultimately, I I don't think that this will hold, um, how long it will hold uh, depends on a great many things. So I I don't feel like, I don't think, I don't feel like this is sustainable. It's really difficult to take people's rights away. Uh, You know, when you have a society and they are used to having certain rights, Uh it is really difficult to have an established right. And Roe has been in place, although it has been contentious. I will will grant you that. But it has been in place for almost 50 years. That is a very long time for... uh, you know, what is essentially a, a right. Um, and then to have that taken away, I cannot imagine that there will not be backlash. Uh, the backlash that I would like to see would be at the ballot box. Uh, if you're not registered to vote, first let me ask, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, second, you know, do it. Register to vote. Do it, you know, well, you, you probably can't do it today or tomorrow, but you can do it Monday. Um, depending on where you live, some states will allow you, I think, to register online. You need to be friggin' registered to vote, hands down. But I, I do think that we are going to see substantial backlash in, in you know, at, in the polls. But I also think that, you know, in the meantime, unfortunately, many women 
you know, in this country are about to become uh, what I can only term as victims of history. Uh, because there's going to, you know, tens of thousands of women are going to end up having to give birth to children that they do not want. And that in and of itself is bad enough, but the other thing, and nobody really, uh, I, I listen to Kai Rizdahl a lot on my way home from work. He has the marketplace uh, um, on NPR, and one of the people that he had on uh, was an economist, and he talked about the impact that this is liable to have on, uh, you know, economically the impact of this. And I think that that's something that is is rarely addressed, but I think it's, right. you know, I think that that is, is, a, is a major thing. You know, if you have, I mean, uh, women choose to get abortions, for any number of reasons, but one of the reasons that they get abort, one of the reasons why they get an abortion is because they can't afford another child. And mm-hmm. the people that are going to be the most impacted by this are, you know, women who are, you know, who do not earn lots of money. You know, for well, white wealthy women they will just hop on a friggin' plane and you know, and go visit family or friends in a state where it is legal and then conveniently get rid of that unwanted pregnancy. But for women who are, uh, you know, do not have that kind of economic freedom or access, which is largely... Uh, you know, women who do not make a lot of money, uh, Latino, black, women of color, they're going to be forced to have another child that they that they really can't afford. And then, but, and it doesn't just stop there because if they couldn't afford it, then that means that those children are not going to have the same opportunities as they might have if if they if their parents could have afforded to have them. So it uh-huh. just is kind of the the curse that keeps on cursing, basically, and has the potential to really spiral people down, not just one generation, but you know two or maybe even three generations. And I think that that's something that really has not been addressed much. In, in the mainstream, although I would imagine, uh, which I, I, I just to be clear, I have not I have not been on social media or really listened to the news at all today, so I don't know what what has been said as of today. But I mean, I think that that is something that really, you know, that needs to be discussed, um, and then just the inhumanity of it, the. I mean, can you imagine being an 11, 12, 13-year-old girl who is raped and is cannot cannot abort that child, cannot legally abort that child? 
I mean, what kind of world are we living in where where that's even a thing? Who would think that it's morally okay to force a child who through no fault of their own has been sexually assaulted and impregnated by a man uh, that they should have to have to carry that child. I mean, that is just, you know, a horrific, horrific thing. And at last check, there were three, there are three states where uh, bans that abortion becomes illegal almost immediately. Excuse me. Uh, Kentucky, I think Louisiana and South Dakota, maybe. So, and 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 I want to I want to take you I want to take you down memory road for a minute. I grew up in Southern okay. Indiana, which did not have any abortion clinics, and the closest clinic to where I grew up was two hours away in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, that clinic has operated for I mean a very long time, and it's incredible to me that now it is no more. And um, I just, I don't think that, I don't think that people really grasp how enormous this is, nor how awful it is going to be, like what the fallout from this is going to be as it applies socially, economically, uh, even on a mental health level, I, I just don't think that that they grasp the enormity of it. And I sure as hell don't think that the majority of justices on the court have a friggin' clue as to how this is going to impact people. Mm-hmm. And... You know, they are just, I think it's one of the most irresponsible decisions that has been handed down. And I think it's very telling that Chief Justice Roberts uh, sided with the liberals on rolling back row. You know, he... He upheld, uh, he sided with, uh, against, in Dobbs, he sided with the the conservative end of the court, which made it a 6-3 decision. But on the decision to uh, nullify and reverse Roe v. Wade, he sided with the liberals and basically said, this is not where I would have taken this. Uh, so I think that that's, that's very telling, uh, you know, if he's going to go ahead and murder people on the court, I wish he'd get on with it <laughs> because, you know, well, he cannot be happy with this. Well, no, he's not happy with it because he knows how it makes the court look. Um, part of the problem I'm seeing out in the world right now is the fact that a lot of folks do not understand how government works to a point where 
wait, 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 let me finish, to a point where they blame the current administration and are saying, well, the Democrats are in power, they let this happen. Um, hmm. And we have been going back and yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of these discussions today that I, and it's gen- honestly, the conversation has generally been with younger folks um, who are not necessarily aware of how government works. Um, there are also the kids who are like, well, my mom says that it's the, you know, the president controls the gas prices. No, no, no president controls the gas, okay? Uh, no president controls the Supreme Court. Can you please explain for my younger friends who don't understand how it works and how this happens? Okay, so so first of all, let's let's deal with a, a very common misconception and that is that while the president has some authority and he can issue executive orders he cannot make laws mm-hmm. we right. rely on congress and the senate to write legislation that then Um, is sent to the president and he signs it into law. That's how our government works. So Mm -hmm. um, Biden cannot, he cannot, you know, make a law. Um, You know, we have three branches of government. We have the executive office, which is, or the executive branch, which is the president. We have the legislative branch, which consists of uh, Congress and, and the Senate. And then we have the judicial branch. And those three are supposed to work together to, you know, they set the framework for how, how our government works um, mm-hmm. and what it can and can't, can't do. Um, one of the things, you know, now, now granted, the, uh, the president can and has uh, written executive orders that, uh, you know, that can um, alter the course of how, you know, how some things are enacted or what's allowed, but those can easily be rolled back by, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, those rarely to challenge a, a law or proposed policy. You know, if it's a law, then it has to go before the. Uh, you know, it goes. It works its way up through the courts, and often executive orders are. You know, there's rarely any kind of action taken on those because guess what. In four years, it's going to be a different administration. So why 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 waste your elbow grease on that? Um, and it's not it's not a law per se. I mean, people can challenge it and whatever. But so in order to really the, the way that we fix this, and this is the only way that we fix this, is that. 
the legislature, legislative branch of the government has to write a law that has to pass both houses, which would then go to the Senate or to the president, and he would sign it into law. That's that's how that's that's how we fix this. Now, the midterms are coming up. I do feel like that this has a huge potential to motivate uh, Democrats to to actually get out there and 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 vote. But you know, if we're waiting for somebody to come save us, we're fucked. Okay. Nobody is coming to save us. Nobody is coming to save us. We have got to save ourselves. So, and the only way that we can really do that, and I know, I can hear, I can hear from here in my in my brain, people saying, "But the districts are so gerrymandered." Yes, yes, they are. You are correct. Uh, would you like a cookie with that? Um, but that doesn't. But that still doesn't change anything. That still means that we have to get up off of our asses and we have to go to the polls. Um, and we keep doing that in, until we see the kind of change that we want to see. Um, that's really uh, where we are right now. And until this, you know, until Roe is reversed uh, again or new, uh, actually what I think is, you want to know what I'm, what I think is going to happen? Yeah. Okay, so I think that what we will probably see is that we will see new legislation drafted to address this. And hopefully protect our 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 rights as um as women. I mean, it would be lovely if they would just go ahead and uh you know, like maybe ratify the ERA along the way. That would be that'd be really awesome. Um, that'd be novel. Yeah, wouldn't it? It's only been pending for I don't yeah. know. I don't even know how long. Um, Many years. But all of this is going to take time, and this is not going to be a quick fix. And there are going to be people who are going to say, "Well, nothing is going to change," you know. Um, the Republicans are going to continue to push these agendas, and I I will not disagree. Um, Republicans will indeed continue to push this agenda because they see it as as a winning ticket. I do not. I I think that they have made a grave error in pushing this forward. Uh, It makes the court look like... um, frankly, partisan hacks, because this goes against established law. It, uh, you know, and it's also something that, you know, like 70% of the population supports access to abortion, and even a little bit higher than that, you know, supports abortion with, you know, with restrictions. So it, it's. I don't think this is going to play as well as they think it is. Now it might play well with their base, but it is not going to play well with uh, the general public. And the last time I checked, 
I don't give a shit how gerrymandered your district is. You need a certain percentage of the middle to win. And so I think there is potential. And what all of us can do, so every one of you out there listening, okay, this is what you can do. And I know even if you have a shithead representative like what I have, which is Madison Cawthorn, uh-huh. You send that fucker. Send that fucker an email. Send him a letter. Do it. You know, and any other, if you have representatives, whether they be in the House or the Senate, that are in your state, even if you're not in their district, but you're in their state, write those fuckers a letter. Send them an email. There are, like, tons of ways that you can you can send a letter without ever leaving the comfort of your home. You don't have to talk to anybody, but you can also call you can call your congressperson's office. You can call your senator's office. And I would recommend mm-hmm. that you do this every fucking time that you think about it. So every time you get mad over Roe being reversed then I want you to either pick up the phone, pick up your mouse, pick up your keyboard, and send and and don't be don't be you, don't be all sweary like I am. Don't say hey you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> say you know dear representative blah blah blah. Um, I am very unhappy with this, and I expect you to do something about it. And so what we can do is that we can collectively, we can keep up the pressure. If you have extra money laying around, you know, send it to somebody that is fighting for abortion rights. Support Planned Parenthood. Support, I mean, there is like a battery of folks who are, you know, who are funneling money into into some of these uh, legal uh, campaigns. Uh, to you know, to to do workarounds and and find ways to to help women. You know, if there's a candidate running for office, um, we have a candidate in North Carolina, uh, uh, Sherry Beasley. You know, she yeah. needs to win. Jeff Jackson, he needs to win. And one of the ways that they win, sadly, is by you know. If you donate, then you're helping them to win. But you can also, you can volunteer to help their campaign, uh, you know, which means knocking on doors, calling people, you know. I mean, there, there's any level of participation if you want to volunteer to help a campaign. These are all things that we need to do. But the bottom line, people, is you have got to fucking vote. If you're not registered, get registered. And you know, we still have early voting. Vote as soon as you can. You know, when as we're coming into the midterms and you're worried, well, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's Saturday voting. Uh, you know, go and vote because it matters, and it matters in a big way. And anybody who says, you know, the districts are so gerrymandered. It doesn't matter whether we vote or not. It does matter. It matters. Every fucking vote matters. So, you know, anybody mm-hmm. that's talking that smack, you need to, you know, you can either smile and nod at them and then go vote, or you can tell them to piss off and then go vote. But either way, vote, 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 vote. Do it. Um, you know, 
the other thing that I think is really, 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 really important, so Clarence Thomas had some uh, pretty kind of crazy things to say, although in light of having, you know, just decided to overturn Roe, it probably shouldn't come as, as, as any great shock, but he has said that, um, you know, that they shouldn't stop at Roe, that, you know, contraception, same-sex marriage, same-sex relations are all on the table, that those should, those are bad decisions and should be reversed. So this is not just, this is not going to stop here. Uh, They're going to keep going and they're going to keep pushing until, you know, they have maybe removed, you know, what's next after that? Will they try to, you know, take away women's uh, rights to vote? Um, You know, I mean, it's really, I think they feel like that the sky is the limit and I don't trust them and neither should you. And if we have a chance to expand the court, I think we should expand the court. (laughs) But there have been a number of, you know, you can go online and you can look at, you know, if you just Google Supreme Court Decisions 2022, you can pull up every decision that the court has, has ruled on, every decision they've issued. You can go and look at them. And I will just tell you, it is not good. They are chipping away at what basically amounts to the fundamentals of our democracy in these horrible decisions that they are handing down. And when, so like one of the things I don't think people really grasp, what is going to happen with uh now that Roe no longer exists as a federal law and so and right, this means it goes back to the states. Okay, so each state can have its own rules, and then you have these states who have already have passed laws that say if you go to another state and get an abortion, and we find and, and somebody reports you then we can, you know, we can, uh, you know, we're going to criminalize that and we're going to persecute you. Um, So let's say maybe that person, you know, let's say somebody in Kentucky comes to North Carolina and gets an abortion and they find out they're going to be persecuted when they go back, so maybe they just stay here. Well, then that state could potentially go after that person and try to have them extradited. They could, uh, you know, maybe sue the uh, clinic that, or the doctor who performed the practice, although I don't really know how that would work. But there's the potential for one state suing another. And what this could end up being is kind of a, a, a dogfight over, over all of this, which is going to be very destabilizing for the entire country. Now, you've also got, they've, they've made some pretty horrible decisions on uh, religion, which I wrote about this, I think, this past week. I don't know. I've, this, the last week and a half have been kind of a blur. But, you know, they're allowing 
the money for school vouchers now to, you know, they ruled that they can go to religious education, um, which, you know, erodes the separation between church and state. Um, the gun uh, ruling that they handed down yesterday also is hugely, or maybe it was Thursday, um, is also hugely problematic. Uh, but as they continue, to, when they kick all of these things back to the state, they are setting the stage to both, A, undermine the federal government and create conflict between states. Uh, you know, and if you have any question about what that means, then, I, you know, I am going to suggest that you take a, um, an American history course because it's a huge, it's, it has the potential to be hugely problematic. All right, I'll shut up for a minute. What do you got? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the potential of, of the bad things that can happen as a result of this ruling are more, I mean, (laughs) so it's interesting that Clarence Thomas says that they should start rolling back all of these um, established laws. I I don't think he remembers that his actual marriage could be brought into question because he is married to a white person. And there was a case called Loving v. Virginia that decriminalized it eventually. I mean, it was a ruling of they were going to prosecute this couple or this man for, you know, I mean, it, it's just unbelievable the short-sightedness. And I find it so aggravating, and I don't know who is listening to him, and it frightens me because he's not even thinking about how once you throw, overthrow established law, um, the ramifications, these laws were, were not put in randomly. These laws are, are like, lock, like bricks for a building. One law builds upon something else, okay? Uh, as Star has mentioned many times, um, Roe v. Wade is based on rights of privacy to a large extent. Um, Griswold. Once you have Griswold. Griswold, sorry, sorry, sorry. Griswold, yes. I'm sorry, I'm tired. It's been a super long week. I am super distressed and upset, as everybody friggin' knows. But anyway, um, but, but my point is, is that these are not standalone decisions. Once you start tearing down bricks from a building, if you tear down enough, the entire building falls. That is what we're looking at. You know, I, I mean, I don't want to get c- completely histrionic. I probably could very easily, but I'm trying not to. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you have things that are established and these things are interlocking and you start tossing this piece and tossing this piece and tossing this piece, you wind up negating a whole lot more stuff than you intended to to begin with. So my concern is is that there is a lot of chaos and really bad things, especially the thing you mentioned between states that could actually happen. Um, oh, my fear, absolutely. Um, well, and and let me just say that um, 
you know, I mean, can imagine the chaos that would result if they were to roll back uh, Loving versus Virginia. Because right. how many how many people are you know there is like tons of interracial marriage that you know and plus I mean most people don't even know what the fuck they are to begin with so I mean I, I, that would be utter chaos uh, I can't really see them going after after um, after that one but the threat of what would happen I mean. I am very concerned that we are going to see a summer of violence as it is, and this decision is not going to help that in any way, shape, or form. And rant. Agree. I mean, I and I agree with that, which is partly why I said what I said before when I talked about us being in Atlanta. You know, it's not like all of these things are going to happen immediately. Um, so I want people to feel happy about coming to Mystic South and, you know, finally getting to see people. I know I need it. Um, but, you know, the point is is that I don't think they would go that far until Thomas is dead, quite frankly, you know, from old age or what have you. Um, but I do see them trying to do it once he is no longer part of the court. I don't see why they wouldn't. You find enough of these wackadoodle, fundy zealots that want to go back to the days where they were able to own people, and I think a lot of these fuckers would be very happy to go back to that shit. That is how little faith I have in in people as far as that goes these days, because I think, you know, as Republicans, or these particular Republicans have proven, you give them an inch and they take 16 miles because once you give them a foothold, they ignore whatever laws they want. Uh, Mitch McConnell, fine example of someone who ignores laws. Uh, when, it was, when there was a Supreme Court opening uh, for President Obama to fill, he held the seat hostage for almost a year. Okay, because he said the new president, whoever that shall be, um, was the person who would be entitled to fill that seat. Well, that's just not fucking true. Um, so he feels perfectly entitled to rewrite laws at his own whim. And if you have enough people to support you, apparently you can get away with it in government. I find it fascinating and terrifying. Well, and you should be terrified. You should be terrified. I mean, what he did with the potential appointment of Merrick Garland was horrifying. And it would have been bad enough. But then, I mean, like they rammed uh, Amy Coney, Coney, Amy Coney, Barrett, Barrett. no, Barrett Coney. Barrett. Mm -hmm. They rammed her. I think they rammed her through, like in light at lightning speed. And you know, so if he had stuck to his guns and said, "Yeah, no, we're not," you know, it's too close to it's an election year. We can't do this. Then that would be one thing. 
but he didn't do that, you know. I mean, they wanted this, they wanted exactly what they got. But I'm here to tell you, Raina, for all of, you know, I, I get how you're feeling. I feel that way too. But I think that they have bitten off more than they can chew. And I think it is going to come back and haunt them in the worst possible fucking way. You know, so I, I get it. Hey, if you're out there and you are feeling like some serious despair over all of this, um, you know, you are, I get it. You know, it's justified. However, you know, take the time that you need to lick your wounds, but you need to get back on the horse. And, you know, I mean, it sucks. There's no two ways about it. I would hate to be somebody, you know, that could potentially be in a, in a, in a position to have to make decisions about their reproductive health in the, in the midst of all of this. But, you know, we don't have time to sit around and cry about this. We've got to get our shit together and we have got to fight back and we have to fight back, you know, in all of the ways that we can. Um, That is not, hear me, hear me, that is not a call to do any kind of physical violence. That is a call to use the legal tools that we have available to us and, you know, We've we've got to, you know, do everything that we can to try and and turn the tide. And one of the ways we do that is we not only hold on to the House and the Senate, but we increase our foothold so that we, you know, so that we don't have to rely on the fucking likes of Joe Manchin and and, uh, What's Your Chop Cinema in Arizona so that we don't have to fucking rely on them to get shit passed because they're not going to help us. Um, So we need to get our shit together. We need to mobilize. You know, one of the things that the fucking Republicans, I'll just say it, one thing that they're really good at is, you know, they stay on point when it comes to their talking points. And, you know, Granted, nine times out of ten, it's not even the truth, but you watch some of these ads that are being run by uh, Republican candidates and run by the Republican uh, Party, and, I mean, they will just tell the same thing over and over and over and over and over again when they go on, you know, the Sunday morning shows, when they're on political radio, any of these shows, they say the same thing over and over. They don't try to defend what they're saying. They just, they have their talking points and they, and they stick to it. Now I'm not saying that Democrats should lie, but they need to be a whole lot better, you know, about saying this is what it is and this is what we're doing. 
don't care about that. This yeah. is where this is what we're doing, and 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 they need to stay on point. And for those of us who are talking to other people, um, yes, we can have conversations about this, but do not allow yourself to get stuck to where you know you're instead defending a position. You say this is what it is. Uh, this is what I yeah. believe. This is the path we're following. This is what we're doing, and you know, and and don't don't dive deep into that. I think that that is a huge mistake. Um, I agree. One of, one of my friends who's uh, who was uh, worked in uh, entertainment was on the yeah. stage said, you never apologize. Don't apologize. You make a mistake, you keep moving. And and, and right. you just keep moving forward. You keep, you know, you go on to the next thing, do not apologize. And, and I think that as hard as that is, that that is, you know, I don't think we need to be apologetic. We're sick of this shit. We're not taking it anymore. And this is what we're doing. You're either with the program or you're not. And we're just going to keep moving forward. And I think that is the only way that we do move forward, you know. And every fucking one of us has got, I mean, this is all hands on deck. If you enjoy living in America where we have, you know, a democracy, granted at the moment it's, you know, it's a little wobbly. um, But if you enjoy that, if you enjoy the rights and privileges you have as an American citizen at this moment and would like to continue to have those, those rights, then you need to fucking get off your ass and do the work of what every American citizen should be doing. And that is you need to be active in your community. You need to have a knowledge of civics. If you don't understand how our government works, let me remind you that you have this fabulous little device that you carry in your pocket every motherfucking where you go. And you can look up stuff. Oh, my God. There's, like, you you can look up how our government is structured, how it works, how to register to vote, where to vote, why you should vote, who's out there to vote for. Um, You know, so let's spend less time on TikTok complaining about shit that that, that really, in 10 years, is anybody going to care? Probably not. But I know one thing that you're going to care about in 10 years, and that is if you no longer live in a democracy and are under an, you know, authoritarian regime that is going to force Christianity down your throat and up your ass, I guarantee you, you're going to fucking remember that in 10 years. So, you know, we we have to step to the side of, you know, leisure time and complaining on social media and actually do some work, you know, volunteer for a campaign, you know, help get the word out, vote, 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 vote. Um, You know, if your friends aren't registered to vote, get them registered to vote. If you have people in your neighborhood or in your family who are older and maybe might not vote because they don't want to have to deal with, you know, trying to find a way to the polls, volunteer to take that person to vote. Uh, You know, uh, 
Mother Grove uh, Goddess Temple. We used to, prior to the pandemic, every election we ran carpools to the polls. Like the, there were, you know, sometimes as many as five or six of us who volunteered in our little own personal vehicles to go and pick up people and take them to the polls. And we did that all friggin' day. You know, if there were people that were, you know, in some of these, um, uh, you know, retirement residential homes that, that you know, we, we took them. We took them. And we did it all day. And there were, you know, a number of us that did this. And it was fun, actually. Um, so there are, there are all kinds of ways that you can participate, but you have to know how things work. So use your little, you know, you have, you have a computer in your pocket that is a thousand times more powerful than, than the computer that sent the first uh, rocket to the moon. Use the, the moon. fucker yeah. for some good, okay? Use it. Educate yourself. All right, end rant. <laughs> I, and I promise you, for, for, for younger folks, I know it seems like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not hopeless. I, am I upset? Sure I am, because something that I believe wouldn't go away went away, okay? My whole life, practically, I mean, I remember before it was a law, okay? I was almost a teenager before a woman could get a legal abortion, okay? Um, and the idea, and listen, I am the first to admit I have had an abortion. I have had more than one abortion. The last abortion I have saved my life because I was married to someone abusive. And if I had had that third child, I would never have gotten away from them, and I would probably be dead right now. And who knows what would have happened to my kids. So, it's you know, there are all kinds of cases where this needs to be in existence. And as you've heard a million times, you're against abortion, don't fucking have one. You're against same-sex marriage, don't marry somebody your sex. On and on. <laughs> Keep your fucking opinions about how to take care of someone else's body to that person and stay out of it. Keep your opinions to your own body and your own life and your own relationship, whatever they shall be. I make no judgment, obviously. But when people start trying to control each other, we have a long history of this that you can refer back to, a lot of it, in this very country, okay? Not to mention in many other countries around the world of what happens when people start controlling certain groups of people. And I promise you, the people who do the controlling wind up suffering the consequences eventually. We may not be here to see it, but I promise you those consequences are coming. We just need to do everything we can to make sure that this doesn't go further and that we do everything we can to make sure that we put in place people who are more aligned with what we believe than what they believe. It is always critical. I know you fucking hear this from me constantly. Every election is critical. If I tell you again that every election 
you need to vote like your life depends on it because it does. This is what happens when people slack off. This is when fake liberals, yeah, I fucking said it. This is what happens when fake liberals only care about what they want and they don't care about anybody else. I promise you, out of the dozens and dozens and dozens of people who call themselves liberals but couldn't bring themselves to vote for Hillary, only one person could even give me a reason as to why they didn't like her out of all of those people. And I will tell you right now, that person didn't vote, and they're sorry they didn't vote for her in spite of the reason that they gave me. Don't let this happen again. And I'm going to say this. I don't know if she's planning it, but if Hillary runs again, I am going to tell you, I don't give a shit who else is running. You better put your vote down for her, God damn it, because she is the most qualified person that ever ran for the fucking office even more than her own husband, okay? Yes, that's my opinion. Yes, that's what I believe. And yes, that is what I am going to push for if she gets into the race. And rant here. <laughs> well, okay. Excellent. Uh, well, and I, I do want to point out that a vast majority of the country supports the things that you and I and uh, very likely uh, a fair percentage of our listeners support, and that is equal rights, that is inclusion, that is, uh, you know, teaching history correctly. Uh, yes. You know, all of those things that have somehow become like these liberal, you know, demon talking points for the right, the majority of the country not only approves of these things, but supports them to some degree. So we are truly in a place where minority, you know, we have a small percentage of people who are dug in and entrenched in an ideology that as much as 75 to 80% of the country does not share. <clears throat> One of the things that I found very interesting, uh, I wrote an article about the recent case that the Supreme Court heard on um, the case in Maine, which uh, was about school vouchers and money, right, right being being spent uh, on religious education, taxpayer money being spent on on yeah. religious education. Um, it was Carson uh, v. Macon. One of the interesting things that I found when I, I started looking at because I. I I felt like that was something that needed to be reported on for the pagan community. Um, while 60% of the adult population in Maine identifies as Christian, 
you want to guess on how many of those um, actually attended some kind of religious study or prayer group or scripture on, on a regular basis? Do you want to guess? 26%? Um, yeah, 26%. Uh, only 22. So oh, wow. 80%, 80% of those surveyed um, and this survey was going back to, I think, it was 2014. That was the most recent data I could find. Uh, 80% of those surveyed uh, responded that they seldom or never attended prayer, scripture study, or uh, a religious education group. Only 22% wow. said that they, that they attended some form of, you know, religious services a week and the breakdown so like while 60 percent of the adult population identifies as christian in maine or at least they did in 2014 and looking at past numbers that number is like has continued to drop um seven percent identified as being uh, a member of some form of non minority non-Christian belief system, but a third, almost a third, like 31% identified as, you know, as unaffiliated or what's also uh, known as religious knowns or nuns that, so that they're more secular. That's a staggering number, okay? So this decision on a case that was based in Maine, where only 22%, that's less than, you know, that's between a quarter and and, and a, a fifth of the population that is deeply, you know, entrenched in some type of religious belief. Uh, that's a staggeringly small number. Uh, you know, so... When I say minority rule, I mean I'm just not I'm not just blowing smoke up your skirt. I mean these rulings and some of the legislation that is being put forth is definitely it's a, it's a very small percentage of of the right. population that wants these things and they're going to try and force their beliefs on all of us while parroting these ideas that somehow we're we're trying to you know that the evil liberal left is trying to force you know their ideas on the population when they're more than half of the population supports the values that um, are considered liberal. I'm putting those quote end quote liberal. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing, and this is something. Because I work as a news editor and write articles and edit articles that are news, there's a new thing that has been introduced that they're trying to push to get legislatures to pass that would make it, you know, uh, a crime to even say the, you know, to even use the words abortion or talk about abortion in the media. 
Now, I can't even begin to tell you what kind of a devastating effect that would have, but they're using the same kind of language that was tossed about when it came to critical race theory, uh, which, you know, most white people don't even know what the fuck that means. Um, But they're going to use those same tactics to make it, to try and make it illegal to even talk about abortion, to talk about women's health. Um, You know, I mean, this is, we have got to stay on point. And we have got to give everything that we've got to making sure that assholes like this are not allowed to continue to push this type of legislation. Because if we don't, we are fucked. Okay. Your turn. (laughs) Toss back to you. (laughs) Love. Forty love. Okay, so... And the reason we say this is because even though, oh, listen, you, we're we're not in in the group that's coming up, okay? I I I think I speak for myself and my co-host when I say um, this particular issue in question doesn't necessarily affect us. We care about it, however, because we care about the country. Um, and, you know, there's always a lot of talk, you know, I, I'll never forget when when they were threatening if Bush got reelected that half the country was leaving, and then if Trump got elected, the other half was leaving, and we fucking didn't leave. None of us left. We fucking stayed, because we know this is our fucking country. We want to keep it, right? But the fact is, the only way to keep it is to do everything that we can do to keep it, okay? Benjamin, who was, was it Benjamin Franklin who said that uh, democracy is a great idea if you can keep it? Um, but, you know, our, our founding fathers weren't necessarily always on the wrong side of things. They tried with whatever information they had available, which, let's face it, was not much. As Star pointed out, uh, you know, we all carry what could amount to hundreds and hundreds of encyclopedias in our pockets every day. Um, you know, I, I'm not here to tell anybody that they're not educated, but I'm going to say if you know that your education is lacking, um, before you start posting certain things online like, well, the president let this happen, you may want to know how shit works first. Just saying, just a suggestion. It could help your credibility in the long run should anybody go behind you and look that shit up for themselves. And I promise you, somebody will. Um, but anyway, um, I, I, I think I've said everything I need to say for one night. I'm still a little bit, like I knew this was coming, you know, like, the beginning of the week, they had started talking about that we were going to have the, you know, the results uh, this week. So when the decision came down on Friday, it wasn't necessarily a fucking surprise yesterday. Um, but still, <laughs> you know, it's like when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. It's not like we thought she was going to live forever, did we? Um, maybe I she did. did, but I, well, I did. A lot of us. 
she apparently did too because well that's another story but anyway I mean I, I my heart was broken then my heart is broken now the fact that Trump ever got into office which I mean certainly conservatives have wanted this since Roe v Wade was decided in the first place granted but you know the rise of Trump and Trumpism seems to have really um, increased the speed with which the ship crashes. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of damage done. And to expect Joe Biden to fix it all is very unfortunate if you think that's how quickly it, it, it gets fixed or that well, that's how it works. He, it's I mean, unrealistic. Biden was... It's not- it is unrealistic. Yeah, but he was also left a dumpster fire, okay? Yeah, um, he, he, he was. Um, and I, I have something I want to interject real quick, because you asked, um, wasn't that uh, Ben Franklin? Um, so here's your, here's your little bit of history trivia for, okay. for this evening. So... It was a it was a woman who asked um, Franklin Doctor Ben Franklin uh, what we have do do we have uh, have we got a republic or a monarchy and he replied um, that it was a republic if we could keep it and yeah. One of the th- one of the so one of the interesting things in this is that the woman who asked that question, her name was Elizabeth Willing Powell, and um, she's kind of been erased from uh, from history, as uh, mm. often happens to to women. Um, yeah, and so. It was her question that prompted that that response. Interesting. And I, I think mm. so. We would just raise a glass. I, I just got a full glass of beer. Um, a glass. To to uh, Elizabeth Willing Powell for asking that question oh. and giving us a very iconic, you know, line as a result. Um, yeah. So, uh, and and she also, um, in some uh, journals, is uh, identified as Mrs. Powell of Philadelphia, and she was very well known during the Constitutional Convention. Powell used her very elegant townhouse as a political salon and hosted dinner parties and gatherings uh, that provided a social space for political movers and shakers, as well as their wives, to meet and discuss politics. And uh, she was born mm-hmm. into a very wealthy family in Philadelphia, and you know her family was very well connected, and uh, she had uh, she had a, had an influence. Uh, so, you know, as they say, behind every great man, and and apparently, quote. Uh, is a woman. <laughs> so there you go. And Lovely. you know, we have to. If we 
whether history remembers any of our names or who we are, what we did, is irrelevant. The outcome is what is relevant, and we have to all participate. Your job as an American citizen is to participate. So there. (laughs) And on that note, my friends, I am ready to fall over. It's been a what long would that one. sound like? What would that sound like? Would it be a loud crunchy um, noise or more of a? <gasps> it, at this point, it would be more of a. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be quiet. <laughs> it would be very. It would be peaceful and it would be very puffy. Um, but just to, just to circle it back for a minute, uh, folks, come to Mystic South, support, the, support wildhunt.org, please. As I have often said, the pagan taper of record, please come to Mystic South. We're, we're doing everything we can to be safe, but, you know, we got to see each other at some point. So this is it. Who knows? I mean, we're lucky. We may have found just a window before something else happens. I'm tired. I'm sorry, guys. But it, <laughs> I am looking forward to it. You know, we're 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 going to show our our vaccination cards, and we're going to wear our masks, and we're going to wash our hands. I found the cutest little bottles of hand sanitizer to like keep in my little purse. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> that's how boring I am. Hand sanitizer is exciting for me. Um, <laughs> don't judge. Don't judge. If you get I'm ju- my I'm age, judging you. Yeah. I'm judging you. Yeah, whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> Go ahead, judge. Like I give a shit. Anyway. All right, folks. I've been silly long enough. You have a good night. And, uh, I will see you tomorrow morning with Marcus Ironwood from Llewellyn. We're going to talk about um, the new releases for summer and fall. So I hope you'll join us at 11. Awesome. And the 415 will be on Thursday the 7th at 4 o'clock. Yes. Don't miss it. At 4 p.m. Like we do. Yeah. So if if you enjoyed this rant, um, I promise you there will be more on the 7th, and it will be earlier in the day, and I will be much more awake, but, and hopefully a lot calmer, because this just happened, obviously this shit just happened yesterday, and I'm still like, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm taking a couple of days to freak, uh, but come Monday, work begins again, you know, writing to people, making phone calls, being a fucking nuisance like I do so well, only without the cursing, if you could even imagine that that happens, it does. Um, but, yeah, I mean, freak out now and, and, and toughen up because we're out to fight again. Yep. Right? Yep. Absol- absolutely. Absolutely. And you are absolutely fabulous. So in case, it, Raina, <laughs> in case no one has told you today how fabulous you are, uh-huh. let me be the first to say you're absolutely fabulous and fantastic and not only that but you matter your voice matters and 
I am happy to be a part of the ride. And same here. I I thank you every day in my head. I should probably just say it to you um, that I have somebody in my life who, um, you know, no, really pays attention to all the facts and is very well versed. You know, I always try to surround myself with people smarter than me, and you make that very possible. So I thank you for for always being there to correct me when necessary. And and support me, and and I I appreciate you very much. Aww. Right back at you. Everybody hug. Aww. Everybody hug. Everybody hug now. All right. No, I don't want. No, star. I'm hugging. <laughs> good night, Star. Okay, fine. All right, everybody. See you tomorrow. Have a great night. <laughs>